0: It sounds like my mic is on I was waiting for you to say And we're live But today but you already know Today it was You already know
1: Yeah, yeah i back Listen man, I got here early I was getting stuff done over here I'm glad, yeah I was in the back here Yeah In the dark And yeah. seeing you Just kind of do yeah. your thing Like work was happening With the team Yeah <laughs> I was like, wow This is Happening, did you just say team? Yeah, with the team, <laughs> <laughs> the team meaning Jack and Mo. No, I know what you're saying, yeah, here. No. I know what and you're Casper saying, Casper and Kovu. Casper made a real an appearance. Teamwork, there,
0: Casper made an appearance because I was testing the thing, but I was worried he's gonna get too excited. I was testing the camera, and oh, okay. dog is a good camera test, maybe even more complex than human because they're always moving around, moving and fur and yeah, weirdness. So the, you got you got a decent camera performance, and I heard you crunching as well. This is this is some serious oh, right. crunching going on. Now I saw those over there, Chips and I, I didn't buy
1: them, but yeah, I've been lo- I've been looking at those. They're they're good. You can have some after. The it's show. worth it. Yeah,
0: because I've been looking at those.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a good choice. So, so some work got done.
0: I came in early. I'm already two coffees deep, which is good. But it might be a three-coffee day for me. I mean, Uh-oh. I'm not giving it's- anybody else advice because I don't know okay. how you guys are doing, but it might be a three-coffee day for me today.
1: Did you have a late night or what?
0: It was, you know, it was a late night. It was later than I thought it was going to be. Overwatch or what? No, actually, I played hockey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I played hockey twice, actually. Okay. Uh, once... Like with the kids for their practice, and then my own game after that, hmm. and so it wasn't like uh, like it, it especially tiring or anything like that. But when I it was it was late. The second one, when I got home, one of my kids was still awake. Okay, okay, and then we got into the conversation. Not Overwatch. We just started talking about things, talking about life and stuff. Oh wow! Okay. And it went too late. It went too late. Wow. And then we look at the clock and we're like, oh, damn, we're stupid. <laughs> well, we're not stupid, but like, we're going to pay for this. But those are important conversations. I know. And I was trying to evaluate that. I was like, uh, these, are, these are the moments right here. Yeah. But then at the same time, I was like, we're going to pay for it. Like, but that's everything yeah, yeah, in life. Yeah. You got to pay the bill, right? Mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. you got to pay the bill. You want to have the meal, you got to pay the bill. I think once in a while, I think it's good. Yeah. You know, once to in a have while. Those uh, moments. Once, once in a while, you say
1: yes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you pay the bill. Yeah, you move on with it. Happy birthday, Eric! Thirty-first birthday. Who,
0: wow! Shout who, out. Who's Eric? Well,
1: uh, super chat. Oh, okay,
0: okay. Shout out, Eric. I don't have it. <laughs> I, I, I thought you had. No, I don't on. have it up right now. I was like, "Is this your pal?" What are you talking about, Eric? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I'm. Mid sentence over here. Hi, birthday, Eric. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I wait. thought you're done. No, I was talking about my kid. I was like, my kid's not Eric. It's also not their birthday Uh, Shout out Eric Appreciate it Uh, You want to talk quickly About this Japan thing That was such a finish I couldn't watch it Because I was doing Those other things
1: I was just gonna ask If
0: you watched I wanted to watch it so bad I just watched the highlight after Because it was at 7 o'clock It was right In the wheelhouse Of all the stuff I had to do Oh I would've loved to watch it Especially Japan Being the US Now I know That stings a little bit But the US wins a lot Yeah Japan didn't win Since 2009 Mm-hmm. And so I, I you know I like it. I like to have the back and forth. And Otani throwing gas, yes, dude. Otani comes in. <laughs> Look at him. Look at the emotion. <laughs> Otani comes in to close it out, and he he closed it out against his teammate, arguably the best player in the world, Mike Trout. Like, how mm. cool is that story? His teammate. Wow. I mean, obviously it stings and whatnot. And you're showing me the clip, but not that. I know, them. yeah. Yeah, hold okay. on.
1: Keep talking. I got to fix the the thing
0: here. No, no, no. It's cool. I don't think they need to see the clip. They can go watch the clip. I I, I recommend you go watch the clip. He throws some gas, 100 mile an hour gas. Okay. At uh, my Trout. Okay. Okay. And then finishes it off with a slider, the, a nasty, disgusting slider. Mm-hmm. Because you got to understand when you're throwing that much heat, the slider looks even nastier. To the to the to the hitter. Watch the movement. Will you saw the movement, didn't you? I did. Yeah. You saw the movement. Right? Hold on, one. Th- I we got. I don't know what you're got doing got right technical now. Technical issues here. No, it's fine. I just want to talk to you. I don't care. What yeah, is yeah, the, yeah keep what, talking, What's
1: keep the technical talking. issue? What is it? It's just uh, previewing the wrong. <laughs> oh, you're real fire. <laughs> I'm I'm stressed right now. Hold on, hold on. Give me a second here. <laughs>
0: you need to crunch on another one of those, uh, another one of those sweet hold potatoes on. or whatever you got going on over there, man. You're stressing too hard right now. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: let me
0: see here. It, le- it never ceases to amaze me this Otani guy, though, because this guy, this guy is, uh, this guy smashing the ball and whipping the ball. Mm-hmm. He's striking out the best in the world, and he's hitting off of the best in the world. And this stuff is not something you saw before, Will. Yeah. No, no, you don't. Will. Do I? You don't. Okay. Listen, Will. You don't. You understand? Hold on here. But you, but you do. But you do. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what you're up to though over there with all this brutal cl- clicking around. I mean, you can give up on this particular clip. It's all right. Like we we we're gonna move on anyway.
1: No, the browser is busted. Oh,
0: your whole life is busted. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's busted. I'm looking at it.
1: Hold on here. Hold on. You're just well, showing a great start.
0: Oh, so you're really broken. Oh my yeah. god! I apologize. I don't know for what that. happened.
1: I don't know what happened. Okay,
0: hold on. You, you. I saw you move something off this page and then over to the other monitor before you broke it. Yeah, out. yeah. Technical difficulties on the tech on show is not something that's ever allowed. You're not allowed tech difficulties on the tech show.
1: <laughs> We're going to keep going. Hold on. Will woke Hold up on. and
0: chose violence today. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Productive, uh, productive morning, even though you had a late night. That's the hard one to pull off. Mm-hmm. Because you got all kinds of excuses for why you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that mindset. Because if you come into it and say, you know what? Maybe I should. In spite. Mm -hmm. And you prove something to yourself. You're like, you know what? You can function. A lot of people underestimate their functionality. Because there's been generations of people that have functioned under much worse circumstances than what we consider to be bad circumstances. Like, we don't know the true depth of our resilience. Uh Including moments like this, Will, where you're battling. I'm working on it. You are now reaching to the depths of your resilience. Here we go. Here we go. But I have complete confidence. See, people, you're getting all kinds of encouragement here. You got this, Willie. Do now. There's an ESPN clip over my face, <laughs> and it's definitely copyright infringement for sure. Because it's Stephen A. Smith, and maybe you got it off there fast enough. I think so. Hold on. And even if it is copyright infringement, you know what? That's all right. It's okay. I'm not gonna hold it against you, Will. I know you're. I know you mean well over there. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But yeah, you got to you know, listen. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'll tell you that right now. I I don't know about you guys, but I can't speak in the morning as soon as I wake up. I I don't have words. My wife looks at me, she's like She's like, "Hey, this is our chance to talk. Like our life is chaotic. This is we got a moment right now." And I'm like <laughs> I'm like yeah, my head is burping. I'm just like Ugh. I just die and um, I need, I don't know how long I need. I think I need like to be verbal. I could probably do some action if like I was being attacked or something. I mm-hmm. feel like I could, it's almost easier to go into like a physical action in that moment than it is to go into the verbal part of your mind. Sure, sure. Articulating words I hear you. and thoughts and stuff. <sighs> like I need, I'm telling you, I need 15 minutes. I need 15 minutes in the morning. Do you meditate? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, you know, I, I take a sh- uh, I, I take a shower. Okay. That's what I do. That's okay. the closest thing to meditation that exists in my life.
1: I guess that counts.
0: Does it? I yeah. don't know if the if the
1: hardcore meditators would agree it's with you. It's kind of that. taking time off and being aware. Okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, Your kids are knocking at the door. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For me,
0: showering is like we're late. We're late. We're late. We're late. And I'm like, so it's always a rush. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We're late. We're late. We're late. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe I could. I could probably carve out. I probably had to carve out like, you know, five ten minutes. Probably in here actually, if I was gonna mm-hmm. really chill and go for it um but it's pure chaos will yeah i've explained it to you before did you sort out your issues or
1: um i think it'll work for now Uh oh i think it'll work for now what you mean for now Uh, that's terrifying for now well for how long you can start with the first story and then i'll just uh move along as we go wow Uh, i'll i'll fix it
0: figure it out as we go yeah damn dude didn't expect this because you were so fired up and organized this morning. I
1: know. That's what I Like was you. Hoping. Usually I'm pretty, uh, I, you know, I'm really process driven. Okay. So when stuff like this happens, especially on live, it's stressful. Yeah. You know?
0: You're just running around.
2: Yeah.
1: Like mentally yeah. you're running around. It's that's where my head's at right now. Yeah. But you know, life happens. Right. It's all good.
0: Doing your best. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I saw these images this morning when I hopped on Twitter. Uh, the AI generated Trump images. Yeah. And Trump trending and two million tweets or something. I mean, I'll have to bring it back up. It was hot this morning on social media. Sure, sure. These
1: arrest images and obviously. Well- what keep talking keep talking it's working i see it on the feed i know i know i'm just adjusting it as we go now
0: you have two of me yeah
1: yeah yeah no i fixed it we're going uh
0: so you have this first everybody had been concerned with or worried about the effect of these ai generated images politically i mean we talked obviously about social media to 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 an extent and influencers and uh, marketing and advertising and just all the ways in which these AI-generated images could influence. Mm-hmm. And then many had feared that they, that they would reach into politics and uh, influence people in that direction. These images are particularly uh, <laughs> capable they're capable because yeah. people feel so strongly and emotional politically. Mm-hmm. Like politics just brings out the worst in people.
1: <laughs> and I mean, this this is so if you intense.
0: if you have a threat to a thing. I mean, there's there's obviously some screwed up stuff here. Like, what is, is Trump wearing a belt there? Like, what's that about? cop belt (laughs) yeah there's some screwed up stuff about it maybe there's a better one let's see the other ones down there in the corner okay making
1: well let's just go through the gamut here yeah Um, let's go through the the twitter name uh is elliot higgins you can see the threat there is he the only one that was doing it because he's the one that created these mid-journey images yeah, but they got then get posted all over the place. Yeah, but he's the originator.
0: Because you can see here you have 4.8 million views, but I was seeing over 2 million tweets on the topic. Now, right. gra- granted, there's other stuff going on with Trump, including actual threats of indictments and mm-hmm. questions around the next election and, and so on. But this, this particular imagery, and maybe we can all tell. For 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 us in our population. You know what I mean? That it's kind of more on this on this show here and more on the internet on a regular basis and has been
1: following this AI trend relatively closely. I'm really surprised that there's no community notes here with Elon Musk really Well, it's
0: because the it's because of the headline. Making pictures of Trump getting arrested, making pictures is implying that I'm making them. Yeah. So the disclaimer maybe becomes less necessary, but then you got a question if it keeps it gets keeps getting reposted and it's just a hard thing to police once they proliferate. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have populations that are getting exposure to these images without maybe ne- maybe necessarily the backstory of AI generated images. And uh-huh. you craft an entire news story around it, and now you got everybody fooled, or you even run an, a promotional campaign based on these images. Yeah, get people fired up, get them to act a way that you want. Pair it with social media posts about the threat to your political party, to your favorite leader, and you're able to mobilize people using this tech. Hmm. Now he's under under um, threat from a possibility of four different investigations. Yeah. Uh, there's the Jan 6, there's the uh, documents in the Florida home, there's election results in Georgia, and then there's hush money, Stormy Daniels. So there's like a number of different ways in which you could craft stories around an arrest, even as unlikely as that would be. Like, look at that image down there. Just with him, This, this is just him in a... But he's not handcuffed, and it looks like he's
1: touring the place. Yeah, and the face is messed up. But he just, but if you're looking on on the phone, and you're seeing these images, and the phone's small, and they're kind of like thumbnails, you can easily misconstrue it as Trump is in jail. Well, listen, it's unless you get the broader context. But
0: a big part of it is is it's like any con, it's what you want to believe. If you're already susceptible to a particular belief, like if you've been all riled up to believe that everybody's out to get your guy, right? And you m- maybe you even donated to a campaign in the past or something. That one's not bad on the right there, reading a book in jail.
1: It's even got his like weight, his like.
0: Growth. That one's actually not bad, you know. But for some reason, the photo is too good quality. Like in other words, uh huh. Like the press, I feel like the initial photos that would come out about an apprehension like this would not. Yeah, like, just hanging <laughs> like, out. Like, like this is another odd one, right? Uh, so there's a yeah, and then there's some that are just really bad. Mm-hmm. But as these systems improve, you have to basically like these are jokes, and they're having fun with it. But as these systems improve, you gotta. And you basically have to imagine, you have to project to how they could be utilized to influence and how they could be part a part of a con okay. and how media literate the general public's gonna have to be. And I said already, guys like you and I, whatever, we're immersed in this space, and I don't think we're gonna believe anything. <laughs> But other generations that are targeted specifically for the fact that they may not have a lot of information in this space and they can be targeted very easily. They may be willing to modify their behaviors based on exposure to this yeah, type of, of content. Of course. We, you know, listen, we had a clip recently that went crazy and I had no idea. I still don't really know why. Which one? It's a $2 bill clip. It, did, it didn't go crazy, but it didn't it was it was just a little bit off okay in terms of the performance of it it was something watch out for $2 bills right 326,000 views in a
1: day okay that's a little bit strange for that topic would you not agree yeah and it was really a nothing story it's just collecting your $2 bills and it was exchanged them. The for value
0: it. of two dollar two dollar bills that your two dollar bills might be worth something. Well, guess what's wonky about that particular clip? The demographic that's watching it sixty five plus, really <laughs> sixty five plus, and external sources. Oh. I don't know which websites specifically, and uh, p- particularly as well, Google search mm. has been bringing. 65-year-olds to our channel because of the two, this $2 bill story. Oh, yeah, that's strange. And it made me realize, man, there are completely different demographics and groups of people on the internet that have this kind of, and I mean, I already knew this, but they really have an exclusive experience, mm-hmm. including people who are here. Like, we have our own version of that exclusive experience. We try to have as a wide breadth of uh Content and coverage in order to try to move out of that hyper focused grouping because there is other stuff going on and you can have some pretty tremendous blind spots out Mm -hmm. there. And the effectiveness of these persuasion tactics depends on your, on just how honed in to only your things you are. Mm. If you're not kind of, seeking out this breadth if you're not seeking out these alternative uh alternative viewpoints if you're not seeking out alternative content if you're not seeking out uh if you don't have a willingness to expose yourself to other groups and other conversations you end up a little bit blind in that sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's dangerous it's, it's, it's dangerous because you're susceptible. You're susceptible to the forces of those that would aim to influence you because you're too isolated. Mm-hmm. And in isolation, you're more fragile in isolation. You're more – the rules of your isolation are known. Mm-hmm. Like – I don't know. There's, there's all these, this evidence and analytics and, and, and things that you can look at that seem to indicate that this is happening extremely frequently mm. with the abundance of content and niches and viewpoints and social medias and so forth and the data extraction that's going on, mm. that this c- con- consistent and, and constant fine-tuning is increasing. And you're having to find alternate ways. Like you're going to have – you have to alter your behaviors. You have to have agency to go out and step outside the comfort zone and say I'm going to go to this other source or that other source or I'm Uh not going to solely rely on one social media or I'm not only going to like posts that are in line with my own personal beliefs or I'm not going to only – because you're constantly training the algorithm – On how to treat you and you're constantly training the algorithm for how advertisers and eventual promoters might reach to you directly because of the evidence you provided that you are personally susceptible because of what you fed into it. Mm. You trained it on how to get to you.
1: Yeah. And in this case, a lot of it's due to negative stories, drama that are the most impactful. So... That's why I don't look at, I don't watch the news because it's always negative. It's drawing eyeballs. And it sucks. Uh, I I don't want to feel terrible after watching like the nightly news or something. Yeah, but
0: what you end up creating is a massive gap between generations. Yeah. Where old people and young people live in completely different universes. Now, they always have. Mm Mm-hmm. To an extent, they always have, but on the internet, it's amplified, where there are multiple realities and multiple truths, well, an endless number of truths, and a lack of interface between demographics because of the ways in which those demographics are segregated and targeted specifically. In order to craft realities that are exclusive to those demographics. So you can't even interface because when you see those people, you're living in two completely different worlds. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know, the weather's nice. And they're like, yeah. And then they want to talk about how Trump got arrested and yeah. you want to explain how Mid Journey works. Mm-hmm. And it's just that there is a lack of interface or or yeah. or another in another flip on that they may you know that demographic may want to uh describe the value in something that is inconceivable to a new group whose exposure and the marketing and so forth has told them a different story mm-hmm. a different truth
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i agree with you i think like looking at at least on the internet looking at different sources um different media outlets different websites is important i think it's important to really you know take a step back and figure out okay is this reliable can i get more insight from it and whatnot um but yeah like even in my learnings of like looking for news for this show most of the time it's Trying to figure out like what's the most Credible source or what's the most Informative website I mean there's so many websites Talking about Trump right now It's like what is the one that I can Rely on so we can Spread the right news You know that's not Super biased So yeah well I don't think
0: that's Possible I think all you can do I don't think it's possible all you you can do is Spread it out you can't If you're hoping, and I think a lot of people are in this mindset, that they're hoping that there is some sort of r- representative source, but it isn't. It's a constant evaluation of every source, every sentence, every mm-hmm. like like uh, uh like the other day when whatever website it was and put the, what was it, a cat that looked like a like a snake. Yeah. Right? It's <laughs> it's like it, it doesn't – it's every single sentence, every image, every pixel, every word that you're having to read twice or three times and then decide how you want to represent it mm-hmm. and how you want to discuss it. And in many cases having multiple sources for one particular topic or talking loosely about something Trying to spread this idea that everything requires analysis all the time, and that nothing—pretty much nothing—can be taken at face value—and we continue to get pushed into that, into that space, as a consequence of technology, mm-hmm. that we're having to analyze everything, and weigh everything out, and be uh, and be willing to be uncertain
1: frequently, and that can be chaotic. And always be skeptical. It's yeah, it's challenging. Well, I don't even. And it's exhausting.
0: Well, I don't know if skeptical is the right word because sometimes skepticism gets placed like in line with a particular bias. That's why I prefer the word uncertain because it's it's you're not suggesting that it's inherently like that it's on purpose really. But instead, you're suggesting that it's an impossible task to satisfy all these groups, and it's it's increasingly an impossible task to tell the truth mm-hmm. when everybody is generating their own version of it. Mm-hmm. There, there, where the the number of crossovers and shared truths is at an all time low. Yeah. So don't you don't bother looking for the truth, at least not on social media. Instead, the pressure's on you. To generate your own (laughs) report, your own ongoing analysis, Mm -hmm. never permanent perception.
1: I guess that's why hopefully this is more useful, like this show, because at least we have some sort of opinion. We cover a topic and then we hopefully just talk about it. As friends, as guys on the internet. Well, there's a limit. Hanging out?
0: There's a limit to it as well, though, where the, there, there's a limit to how useful something can be when, when you're basically just distributing chaos. When you're just uh-huh. like, I don't know. Uh huh. There's a limit to the usefulness, which is why people reach towards statements, theses. Like, what is the point? What are you trying to tell me? Put it in the simplest terms possible. You're like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I don't know how useful that is then. Mm-hmm. And so there's, it's a fine balancing act. Yeah. Is how I would describe this particular process. But I think, it, I think one thing that does help is the fact that it's daily. Like it's frequent. Yeah. So as things develop, you can hopefully, hopefully distinguish real hard foundational things that you can latch onto and, and and, and maybe think about more concretely over time as a big picture, as opposed to any one event, any one story, any one tweet, any one Mm -hmm. thing.
1: Okay. Are you done with the Trump thing? Is there anything else you want to cover? I have this last article about what happens actually if he does get arrested um there are questions here.
0: Oh, as far as getting reelected, yeah, he can run, he can still run for office if if even if he's under investigation. The trouble is obviously if he gets convicted and running for office is different than getting elected. So the running portion and then actually taking the president pres- presidency as a convict obviously not possible. Mm-hmm. So it would depend on the outcomes of those investigations. Yeah. Uh, foldable iPhone confirmed. <laughs> nice change, change of, of pace there. there. Change of pace there. Yeah. Uh, foldable iPhone confirmed. Apple files a fascinating patent to protect the screen. Hmm. Well, this has been one of the um, apprehensions for those. Um for those folding displays that they're a bit soft and people are worried about durability. Uh, I just have a question here from Brevin. He says, lost but driven 24-year-old here looking for advice. Would you advise I start a manual labor service business or a business built around products, not manual labor-based? I'm really trying to make it. Well, I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit in general. I, I love the idea of carving your own path. It's difficult. It goes overlooked how much hard work is involved and determination and risk. I mean, there's risk. So many things in life that are valuable uh, Mm -hmm. require risk. Mm -hmm. And my suggestion would be that you lean into your own personal expertise. So if you feel more capable in the manual side of things, then you go that direction and you then hopefully progress to a point where you could add maybe products you know based on whatever experience you gain you're you're 24 you have some time to build experience here and labor-based businesses initially are probably going to be more in demand mm-hmm. than trying to market a product which obviously it, it's a very competitive landscape i don't know the category you're talking about <laughs> i think you can progress to that but if however you feel more capable in the product side of things then i would probably invest in that space but the fact that you mentioned the labor business first implies to me that that's kind of where your skill set currently is and i would lean into wherever it is that you feel you can maximize your usefulness for other other people or businesses mm-hmm. and so long as you continue to lean into that keep your head on straight you can flip that into a lot of things. Um, so this this particular uh, iPhone render here is one that we've seen before. It's the flip style rather than the fold style. So it's mm-hmm. the little clamshell. And Apple, I guess, I don't know if they've been resistant. They just tend to work a little bit more slowly in these new form factors, new technologies, etc. They kind of take their time getting there.
1: And they want to perfect it, you know. Like, I think there's a lot of, like, stuff that folding phones do have problems with, especially that little, the folding crease. So maybe they're just waiting until technology uh, matures, and then they'll finally be able to do it.
0: Yeah, and they're, I mean, for the time being, they're a huge customer... A client for somebody like samsung they would be buying whatever components samsung's currently capable of manufacturing now could they engineer patent some other uh, uh elements that would then utilize those samsung components differently or would they look to engineer their own these are these are questions shout out to nutty thanks uh however it doesn't change the fact that durability is in question with these devices and it'll be in question even more so for Apple as we've seen historically. Mm-hmm. It, when something from Apple fails at such a tremendous scale,
2: mm.
0: it's, the tension is crazy. And so you're right. In a way, there's almost more pressure on them to get it right when they come out with it. However, as an early adopter myself, I think it's pretty amazing what folding phones are already capable of mm. and the refinements that Samsung has made. And others, including uh, Oppo with the Find N and presumably the upcoming Pixel Fold, which I think is going to, well, I don't think, I know, is going to follow the form factor or something very close to the form factor of the Find N -hmm. and should be interesting to see so. But anyway, there's a a combination of the device's accelerometer and self-retracting display device. A release mechanism will trigger the device if it's falling at a speed and automatically retract the foldable display.
1: Yeah, so this is a patent, obviously. To create a bounce? um, Just kind of protect the display. I guess in this case, it looks like a bounce, eh? It doesn't fold like...
0: Well, a lot of these have some sort of spring action happening. And my understanding of this patent drawing is that you drop the phone in the unfolded state and what's happening via the accelerometer is before it hits the ground, it goes into a slightly tent-like semi-folded state. And then- it so it has some
1: flex. When the like sides else. hit,
0: yeah, that's right. right. It, it, it's a shock absorption effect that, uh-huh. would, that would take place and presumably not crack the display, maybe just scratch up the uh, side bezels instead. So it acts like a spring in a way. It's a pretty cool idea if it it actually happens. I mean, again, when it comes to folding phones, durability is a huge question. So if they can show off some demos of the thing falling and kind of bouncing a little bit or Mm -hmm. or springing back a little bit. And, you know, you could build a whole marketing campaign around it. Mm -hmm. Apple Music users report seeing other people's playlists in their libraries. Privacy privacy. The Apple logo with the lock instead of the Apple logo Uh. on its own without a lock. Apple Music appears to be sparking serious privacy concerns for some users with multiple complaints on Reddit about other people's playlists randomly appearing in their music libraries. I have a feeling this has something to do with networking and how different devices are discoverable when you're near them. Mm. That's always unnerving when it comes to, like, AirDrop and... Always local devices. I'm probably people are connecting to like coffee shops, and all of a sudden, other playlists are there.
1: Yeah, you Public turn it Wi-Fi on, and then you just forget that it's on. You know? It, yeah. And it
0: just uh, you're sharing all types of stuff. Redditor adh1003 contacted Mac Rumors about the issue, compiled several reports from users complaining about the appearance of strange playlists in the app that they do not recognize. And then rumors found a bunch of other posts on Reddit from users reporting the same behavior. In some cases, unknown playlists have been merged with users' existing playlists. In other cases, users' playlists have gone missing and then been replaced by unrecognized ones. That's brutal. Based on reports, the appearance of unrecognized plays is only occurring in the music app for iPhone with music app for macOS remaining unaffected. So it's only on the iPhone and not elsewhere. Hmm. User reports regarding the issue date back to mid-February, suggesting the problem could be related to iOS 16.3.1, which included a bug for iCloud. I knew, oof. Maybe this is uglier than I thought. Huh. Maybe this is not what I thought it was. That's a title. <laughs> uglier than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just here to help you. With okay. It. I'm yeah. here to help you with your Noted. Titles. Huh. It's reminiscent of an iCloud bug earlier last year. That's unnerving. To know oh, yeah. that that's going on, I'm not, I'm not ugly, unnerving. Your choice, mm-hmm. your choice. Maybe both.
2: Mm.
0: Hopefully, they get it fixed and people feel comfortable. Tesla engineers try to convince Elon Musk not to give up radar for self-driving. How many times has this Elon Musk photo been used <laughs> in an article? Well, how, Dude, how many I, would you say? How many would you say? Like a million, a million sure. times. Yeah. A new report states that Tesla engineers tried to convince Elon Musk not to give up on radar for its autopilot self-driving effort. Tesla has a weird history with radar sensors for its autopilot and self-driving vehicle program. The automaker decided to remove its front-facing radar and, more recently, ultrasonic sensors, which is Willie Dew's favorite topic in the world. Yeah, big fan. I think we're going to talk about this every episode. Tesla Vision and USS. Until Will gets his his sensors back. I'm going to talk about it more. Yeah. Yeah. He's pissed right off. Uh, It's all part of Tesla vision approach where the automaker believes that the best way to achieve self-driving capability is through cameras being the only sensors. The logic is that the roads are designed to be operated by humans who operate cars through vision and biological neural nets. So their idea then being that we should have cameras, which are the most similar to how humans see the world. And so long as we work through that, we're going to have a system that operates the most like a human's capabilities. Mm-hmm. Some Tesla engineers were aghast," said former employees with knowledge of his reaction, speaking on the condition of anonymity for fear of retribution. They contacted a trusted former executive for advice on how to talk to Musk out of how to talk Musk out of it. In previously unreported pushback, with radar, Tesla's would be susceptible to basic perception errors if the cameras were obscured by raindrops or even bright sunlight, problems that could lead to crashes. So they're saying, like, radar doesn't have the same downsides of uh-huh. vision-based systems. And you just we just went through the winter, winter and you saw some of the issues sure. with vision-based systems yeah. as snow and rain and other crap. And they're not able to the roads.
1: clean themselves?
0: Not yet. Not yet. I think, I think if you're vision only, it does make sense to think about little spray nozzles on all these different cameras or coatings mm-hmm. that keep things like mm-hmm. salt from gunking up on
1: them. I don't know what the plan is there. Hopefully, they figure it out. Tesla vision. Hmm. So much risk, but hopefully a lot of reward. <laughs> Will he do for president? <laughs> so much risk, but much reward.
0: Will he do for president? Yeah. Tesla's wireless charging platform is well-made and exorbitant. Exorbitant. It's basically Apple's failed to launch air power, mat, but with Cybertruck aesthetics.
1: Remember this? Now I feel like people are getting them now. What, they're shipping? Yeah. Didn't we order one? We did. I'm pretty sure. As well as a burnt hair cologne. What? Or perfume. What? From Boring Company. Um still no update yet. Whether or not they're gonna ship it, but
0: can you go back up to the top of that? What? Okay, never mind, we're good. <laughs> so people are getting this. This thing's arriving mm-hmm. and it costs a lot of money. Uh I forgot. Three hundred bucks, yeah. 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 Okay. At three hundred bucks, Tesla's offering is twice the cost of the priciest item on our roundup of multi-device wireless charging. Yeah, it's kind of a play out of Apple's book to a certain. It, it, like I don't know why it feels that way. It feels that Tesla retail has a real Apple vibe to it. It's a wireless charging platform with a USB-C cable integrated with a wireless charger, sixty-five watt USB-C power adapters in there, and a magnetic detachable stand. I don't know why they wanted to do this, but it's 15 watts of fast power per device. I know they they kind of want to flex the engineering muscle a little bit in other categories other than automotive. Could they become a major player in consumer electronics? The charging mat is just one one step. Mm. Like could they do a phone at one point? Maybe. I don't know. It's possible, but uh, apparently like these things from an engineering perspective are more ambitious than they look on the surface Mm. and this is one of the reasons why apple kind of bailed on the whole deal there were issues with heat and portability and just a just a lot going on that Mm -hmm. wasn't landing where they wanted and then price point being one of those things as well and here you end up with a they're definitely making a healthy kind of margin here but you're still talking about three hundred dollars and uh, that was set to begin shipping march 2023 so hence the people receiving it but we did order it so hopefully we'll have a video for you pretty soon but as you can see here you're charging an android device an iphone and some airpods i mean this is kind of something what everybody wants really Mm -hmm. and in this case it's all on one pad instead of having the things separated or on different sort of attachment points Mm -hmm. exciting yeah it's cool Uh, Watch a parking lot of around 100 Teslas put on a light show tribute to the Oscar-winning song Natu Natu.
1: Mm. From uh, Triple R, which is like an Indian action film. How did they coordinate this? Uh,
0: Social media, obviously. They're like, hey, everybody meet up here. 100 cars? Uh Uh-huh. Natu Natu, which, which... this year became the first song from an Indian film to win the Oscar for best original song. Can be heard playing in the video as rows of Tesla cars flash on and off to the beat. Footage from the event has racked up over 8.8 million views. All right.
1: It's pretty cool. All right. So you can kind of
0: see. got to coordinate 100 Teslas for this. I don't think that's the song they had. <laughs> I doubt it.
1: I don't want to put on the song. Oh, I feel the song
0: like is heavy copyright. copyright.
1: It's a whole thing. Like, this this isn't an, an event.
0: So it's, they did it in a parking lot, but I don't even, is this a, where's the Tesla charge station here?
1: Where are they? Just a parking lot. Oh, just a regular parking lot. And you can kind of see, like, they make the uh, triple R wow. letters that is with cool. Teslas, and then it just kind of lights up in this light show. Yeah, that is I didn't cool. know that you can program like a light show. Well, like I've seen them. One.
0: I've seen them do the symphony stuff and the Christmas stuff. But these ones are all communicating. Mhm. So there's coordination involved here.
1: So did Tesla help coordinate this? No. Are you sure? I think this was by a fan. That's some serious marketing going on
0: there if they're not involved with it that's uh, a tribute
1: uh-huh. to Natu Natu check out
0: this exclusive aerial footage of a dazzling Tesla light show synchronized to the Oscar winning Natu Natu from RRR movie watch this one of a kind electrifying rhythms event that's taking the internet by storm <laughs> yeah 8 this point, is funny. 8.8 million views is cool it's pretty cool
1: and uh Elon Ashley replied, oh, as yeah, "Well, with just right. two hearts, you're damn right." He replied, yeah.
0: "He's like, look at this right here, organic marketing. Yeah, hey, that's Elon. Organic. So that's his voice. That's <laughs> what I want. It's what I'm looking for doesn't hurt the budget." Hyundai promises to keep buttons in cars because touchscreen controls are dangerous. Hyundai knows you like to keep your eyes on the road, and it's giving you the controls to do just that. Yeah, do you really want? everything in the screen. We talked about this previously. We're like, ah, we even talked about in Tesla's, the little attachment to give you a knob and a couple of buttons mm-hmm. on a system that's screen only. Mm-hmm. Some things you want to reach up and grab for and tactile feedback is the only way that you can really know what you're interacting with without looking at it. Mm-hmm. Touch screens, the targets all feel the same. Yeah. So you may know the rough location, but you kind of got to look, and as beautifully minimal as it is to get rid of all knobs and buttons, you have to feel like, you kind of feel like there's got to be a way to do both. There's got to be a way to have something elegant going on where you can have some tactile input and then mostly touchscreen or whatever Mm -hmm. way you're going to do that. Uh, Anyway, Hyundai is probably citing some of those reports and studies where they've actually looked at how much more dangerous it is to have everything be touchscreen based, I'm guessing that's why they're citing safety concerned mm-hmm. concerns. We have used the physical buttons quite significantly in the last few years for me. The safety related buttons have to be a hard key. Uh, this is coming from some from the head of design actually at Hyundai. <laughs> You're gonna
1: say some guy
0: <laughs> some guy at Hyundai. Yeah. The janitor? I was going to say some guy in the design department, but it's not some guy in the design department. It's the guy in the design department. Yeah, head
1: of design.
0: So it's serious. Sang-yup Lee. And I don't don't think he's wrong, uh, honestly. I've been in enough vehicles, some with buttons, some without, and I miss having some tactile input and not have everything be a touchscreen. And Mm -hmm. even on the steering yoke on the Model S, Mm. you've... Your turn signals, there's no stock and then and then your uh your yeah. horn like it's a button for the horn <laughs>
1: like, I feel like the worst are you never you will
0: it. never find that button for the horn when you actually <laughs> yeah. need it. You yeah. look down and you're, and it's the horn moment is over. It's such so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you need a huge target. That's why a horn is the biggest yeah. button in the car.
1: and you don't use it frequently, so it's hard to kind of like look at it and then press it.
0: You ne- you never use it really. Uh-huh. It's, it that's such a bizarre one. That should totally be in the What about in your car? Where is Mine it, is still
1: the the wheel, the center wheel. The big wheel. button.
0: Yeah. Yeah, see so it's weird. They they've maybe been too ambitious there. <laughs> I I maybe it's a precursor to an auto honking car. That it drives itself, honks, it honks, it knows when to honk based on circumstances. Oh. That's scary. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why else. You, you, as a human input, it's nearly impossible to use in its current implementation. Anyway, in this case, they're talking about volume knobs, uh, having a real volume knob, and then physical controls for HVAC is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't mind it. I hope that they have some sort of design language for both touchscreen and buttons. Because at a certain point, there's going to be like a mishmash of both. Unless it's just gonna be pure touchscreen, I don't think that's gonna be safe. But hopefully, there's some sort of like pattern that develops through these new EVs that would hopefully just make it really intuitive.
0: Somebody in the chat here says, Come to Lagos, we use the horn a lot. Uh-huh. Like, there are different places will, where City? the horn is a key input. Uh-huh. You need to use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, Beep, 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 like it's it's like a constant input that you're using. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're navigating pedestrians, cyclists, animals, yeah, we don't use it here that no, much. No, we don't. Even, we never use it here. Yeah. Very unusual. Huawei replaced 13,000 parts and redesigned circuit boards to avoid U.S. sanctions. Huawei may, may never be as prominent as it once was, but CEO Ren Shang-Fei claims the business has stabilized. Yeah, you don't hear about Huawei very much anymore, and they were just booming. Now... They made great phones here. Honor is making sort of a comeback, Mm. and obviously that was a sub-brand, alternate brand of Huawei, and I know they sort of reconfigured their business workings where Honor itself can get around certain sanctions, but the head brand huawei on the other hand not so much at least outside of china in china i think they've figured out a way to exist are you making that expression because of how much that looks like an apple store is that what you're doing no
1: no oh Uh, i've never seen a huawei store before
0: well you wouldn't have one here
1: yeah yeah like even in pictures so it's nice to see their design language here which is basically Apple. Kind of yeah. like Apple. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it's, this is the. This, it's
1: like Google. It's yeah, yeah like they're not the only one. Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I'll say about Google is Google goes a little bit more texture. Like they don't mind carpets and colors. A little bit more patterns. Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and like italics, and they're just a little funkier. Mm-hmm. I would put. I gave Google a few more notches on funky. As part of their minimal okay like apple's not funky, uh-huh, like you wouldn't visit, you wouldn't visit Apple's house and be like, "Oh, this is kind of funky." You would just be like, "Whoa, this is stark this is it's yeah, it's
1: sophisticated in a way, but not funky not funky if at you all. went to Google's house, you'd be like, eh. there's some accents of funky exactly, huh, and that's enough that's enough for will. Well, I'm just saying. And then, I don't know,
0: I'm trying to think of some other. Yeah. I mean, gamer, uh, like gamer aesthetic is on the f- other full end of the spectrum RGB mm-hmm. and Angular. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Just a few years ago, Huawei was riding high on the increasing success of its consumer and enterprise products. It was securing deals to deploy 5G networks worldwide, and it briefly reached the apex of the smartphone market with more shipments than either Samsung or Apple then. U.S. sanctions brought it tumbling back to earth. Chinese mega corporation hasn't given up, though. According to CEO Ren Zhengfei, Huawei has replaced and redesigned thousands of components in its products, allowing it to continue operating in the face of U.S. sanctions. Ren explained that the company's reaction to the sanctions at a recent address at Nan- Nanjing University in the newly released transcript Ren says that Huawei had to find local replacements for 13,000 components that it could no longer source because of trade restrictions so this is them actually getting parts not necessarily what they're shipping out but the parts that they need in in order to actually manufacture the products that they were manufacturing It redesigned 4,000 circuit boards for its products. It has also developed its own mobile operating system, Harmony OS, which we talked about a lot when it was all going down. However, it's technically not completely new. It is a fork of Android. Anyway, he says that the company is stabilizing now, and it's going to be around in a different way. It is not going to be what it was, certainly abroad. But will it ever come
1: back? Probably not, right?
0: In North America? Yeah. Hmm. Remember they had a huge sponsorship deal with uh, Hockey? Ro- uh, Rogers? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, whatever it was. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, I don't know. May, maybe there's a way for them to meet the necessary criteria, but if you look at the language around TikTok and ByteDance, uh, like as far as their 5G business, business uh, installed it, it with the user base, like infrastructure type stuff, Antennas, I don't know about all that. And mm. Cat might be out of bag on that one. Former meta, meta recruiter claims she got paid one hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year to do nothing. <laughs> I'm not sure you want to admit that something like that. Well, that's a bit odd. We weren't expected to hire anybody for the first six months, even the first year. Well, what this does is this sort of illuminates how we got to a place where these layoffs are so major. Mm-hmm. It is it comes down to hiring practices and job descriptions. So this was a TikTok. Okay, play me the TikTok.
3: What did we do all day? That is a great question. When I was working at Meta, and I was a recruiter and we weren't expected to hire anybody for the first 6 months, even the first year. This is something they tell you when you start. That really blew my mind. I was like, "Perfect. I'm just going to ride this out for a year." Obviously, I didn't make that, but you know. So what do you do all day? You're learning. They have a really amazing onboarding and training, the best onboarding and training I've seen from any company ever. It could have been better, but it was still very thorough. The expectations when you start is really that you're just learning and taking it all in because you're drinking from a firehouse. I hate that. I hate that phrase so much. But the most that we did, this is the crazy part, is we had so many team meetings. Why are we meeting? We're not hiring nobody. Just to hear how everybody else wasn't hiring anybody. And also, I was on a team where everybody was new, so none of us were hiring anybody. We were all just, like, trying to figure out things. None of us knew the answers. She would ask my boss. She'd be like, I don't know, because she was new, too. I really missed it. I, was, I wasn't doing shit, pretty
2: much. Um, that was nice. I missed those things.
1: Jeez. So a lot of training, a lot of meetings, well, but no actual work.
0: Well, she said, I kind of missed those days. I wasn't doing shit. as was the last part of it. Uh-huh. Former Meta recruiters claimed that she made $190,000 a year for doing nothing at her job amid the company's recent layoffs. The clip, titled "Getting Paid $190K to Do Nothing at Meta," started off with the former job recruiter explaining how her company wasn't hiring new workers while she was there. We weren't expected to hire anybody for the first six months. Regarding what she did all day, learning with the best onboarding process. Like I don't even know what that. That
1: sounds a lot of um, like vacation. Yeah. Decks. Like PowerPoint presentations. Maybe training courses.
0: Maybe long lunches. Maybe. Maybe swag. (laughs) Maybe a hell of a cafeteria.
1: Yeah. Picnics. Maybe a company fitness center. Hmm. Uh, Company axe throwing?
0: Maybe company axe throwing. Oh. I think you might have nailed it over there. Uh what can you say? I mean, I don't I don't know. What Dude, was I saying? Si- but what was I saying? But what was I saying earlier in this show? You gotta pay the bill. At some point. Like uh-huh. if you if that's going on, you as the the worker in that case have to be looking over your shoulder and realizing, okay, I'm not really doing much. So yeah, this is not gonna last. So probably, and that's that was what was kind of wild about it is how these companies approach these layoffs, where they're like, find find a job internally, or else, uh huh. Please find something to do as they went through and audited if they had too many people and not enough stuff to do, and just
1: mass layoff, like thousands of people, who probably some of them were really crucial to the company, but it's just that like. Cleanse, you know that just completely took out people that were not doing anything, and people were who were actually quite critical in their roles. So, 190k though, wow.
0: Well, it it didn't last. She was obviously a part of the layoffs. Uh-huh.
1: But what would you do? Like, would you ride it out, knowing that depends on the type of person. Depends
0: off. on the type of person you are. Well, like I think that's true. There's a logical a logic element that comes into play where you're cashing a check and you're looking around and you're like, when can I progress? Like the difference between the fulfillment of a check versus the fulfillment of work being done. They're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. You want the two to line up. Ideally the work being done is good. And then the check is in some way connected to that. If you remove that connection, it's like a, cat and mouse you're playing tag you're playing some other weird game where yeah i don't know it depends on a personality type but i i feel like i'd be i'd be wanting to contribute in some way i'd be wanting Mm -hmm. to say look look i i'm 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 gonna either i'm searching for another role here or, or to showcase some degree of usefulness to attempt to progress not necessarily just in the in the case of my salary but to progress in the case of having an actual impact on the place I am every day. I just can't imagine. Can you imagine? I don't know. I don't know. People have a lot of feelings on this because they're like, well, these who cares? Zuckerberg's so damn rich. Who cares? But I don't know. That just doesn't really work for me. I I just want to do the math the whole way, and I want to look at it from the perspective that I just want to be doing meaningful work. Like, And meaningful is obviously up for grabs too, terminology-wise, but Uh meaningful in the sense that I'm – doing something useful for somebody and then i can measure that level of usefulness Mm -hmm. that that seems to be the only thing that
1: where i feel like oh
0: okay cool
1: done Mm. Uh, yeah and i'm not i'm not you know saying that she's lazy or something maybe she is trying to like maybe she has hobbies and like figures it out while she's working at meta or maybe she has like a startup or something. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's not just sitting on 190k a year. Like maybe she would have been doing something else. Like well, so, another job even.
0: Somebody here says, here's what you do in this situation. You make yourself the most knowledgeable person possible. You get your fingers into every ax- uh, aspect possible so you're flexible. Then if you get fired, you at least have that knowledge for your next gig. Yeah, you learn. I agree with that. I agree with that. There, agree with sure. that. You, you, this is an opportunity. Like you're inside a meta, you're understanding the practices, you're meeting other talented people, I presume, and you're building connections and you're learning from experience. Mm-hmm. With So that's ideally, even if, yeah, even if you do end up fired, there's a, a way to get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Adobe launches generative AI tools aimed at, Marketers generative. Well, this is exactly what we're talking about. I mean, it ain't Trump, but it's the other side of it. So, social media and marketing. How I was suggesting that these tools were going to influence permanently the way that we approach these tasks, coinciding with the launch of Firefly family of generative AI models. Adobe today unveiled Adobe Sensei generative AI. Well, they're scrambling, they're like holy crap, people are, all this image-based stuff, are they going to interact with our products the same way? All these subscriptions we have and all the ways in which we generate revenue. Mm -hmm. Generative AI services, or Sensei Gen AI, for short, leverages a combination of AI tech, including Adobe's own large language models, and the Azure OpenAI service to perform a range of marketing and sales tasks. Microsoft's Azure OpenAI service launched in 2021, giving custom-tailored access to models from AI Lab OpenAI, including ChatGPT, GPT-4, and Text-to-Image Generator DALL-E2. So that's your integration. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have probably Text-to-Image, which is the thing we've been talking talking about a lot. Generative AI services will power Dynamic Chat, Adobe's marketing-focused chatbot solution, and in Journey Optimizer... Generative AI services will create audience segments for personalization campaigns. Oh, my goodness gracious. The models with generative AI services will also generate captions in customer journey analytics for visualizations like cohort tables and fallout charts, providing text based top line takeaways for enterprise customers
1: like magazines, pamphlets,
0: end to end marketing workflows, dramatically improving enterprise productivity and efficiency. They, efficiency. Yeah, it's just like buzz, <laughs> buzz, bzz, We got it all. And then yeah. they got the charts after and they're like, look, productivity increased by, yeah. Over the past few months, agencies contracted by Heinz, Nestle, Bacardi owned Martini and Ross and Patron have launched ad campaigns using imagery created by text to image systems such as OpenAI's Dolly 2 in MidJourney, just February. In just February, Coca Cola Inc. to deal with OpenAI to leverage companies' text writing, ChatGPT, Dolly 2 to craft ad copy images and personalized messaging. It works faster and cheaper than humans. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you have 700 different versions and you get to A B test all of them across all your different uh, ad real estate, across mm-hmm. all your different
1: social media.
0: And all of a sudden, the humans who used to do these things seem antiquated.
1: Yeah. I'm curious. I'm going to try it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) World's tallest hotel to open in Dubai in 2024. CL, is that how you say it? CL is said to be the world's tallest hotel expected to open in first quarter of 2024. Uh, 82-story property, the largest and most complex to date. Further details about the property, the structure is now 99% complete with the mechanical, electrical, and plumbing. Uh, first and second fixed work now 80% complete in the building's basement, podium floors, and story levels. The installation of the building facade brackets is reportedly complete up to the 72nd floor, and the curtain wall installations has reached the 70th floor. At present, the convey, the convey system installation has reached 53% completion another noteworthy feature will be the 300 meter tall interior atrium oh i've seen this i've seen images of that interior it's wild it's like uh futuristic feels like you're on another planet all these rooms look into the inside of the building i don't know if there's a better picture of it you might want to write atrium oh you did Maybe just write atrium. Yeah, you can see some of the plants and stuff, which are indoors. And Whoa. I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, it's going to be amazing, obviously. I mean, it's also complex from the standpoint that you have these cutouts, these like carve-out openings in the center.
1: But, dude, people are going to like fly their planes.
0: No, has, like, Red stunt. Bull. It's a pool. It's actually a pool. You can see it on the left in the middle there. Wow. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, you're you're swimming. It's like an infinity edge pool. Good Lord. That is a very cool looking um, hotel. It's going to be expensive to stay there, and it's going to be one of a kind, and it's going to be the tallest at 82 stories or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Imagine what it costs. How many billions? terrifying moment as a tourist bungee cord snaps during a 30 meter jump oh ah well those aren't supposed to snap right that's what they tell you i don't think so this is incredibly safe okay so first things first is the person the person uh survived let's get that out of the way uh-huh. tourist is lucky to be alive after his bungee cord snap during a terrifying 10-story jump entire incident was captured on camera. Mike from Hong Kong was visiting Thailand with a friend in February. They decided to take the jump. Oof. 30 meter jump. The bungee cord strapped to the ankles. ushered towards the edge. The footage shows Mike with his arms out wide when the rope snaps midair, releasing him from its grip. The tourist was knocked unconscious when he hit the water
2: Mm.
0: with the speed from a height of about 5 meters. we have a video of this, Will? We do, yeah. (sighs) Oof. Okay. Okay. It snapped at the at a good point. At a good point. Yes.
1: It right at, at a the good point. Like, was it the apex or? He was still knocked. Un- he
0: was still knocked unconscious yeah. from that, though. Hey, I mean, it's still hard. You're uh-huh. not expecting uh-huh. it, and you got to get in there and rescue the guy. He's just he's ready to bounce back, and
1: he does not bounce back. He snaps off that. And thing. someone got to rescue him.
0: Oh yeah, you got to get in there he quick. He's gonna drown. He's, he's unconscious. It's weird, too, because it looks like, oh, well, that's why you've got the bungee cord, because by the time it's pulled tight where it could or would break. Mm. But the key is when how much tension does it absorb before it snaps? Because that's the degree that's the pace with which you're going to hit
1: the water. Mm -hmm. Good thing it was water and not like concrete.
0: Uh, He was able to regain consciousness on his own and swim to safety after falling to the bottom of the lake, but reportedly suffered injuries to the left side of his body, his chest, and his lungs. He was helped out of the water, then rushed to the hospital, and the doctors allegedly said he was fine, but he told the media his armpit took the brunt of the fall and was oozing blood and missing a layer of skin from the area. Hmm.
1: Maybe there was the snapback. Yeah. Whatever rope that was left. Yeah, definitely just, like, hit him.
0: And the harness, and who knows. Uh-huh. His left knee was also bruised and swollen, and his left eye, he didn't need any surgery, but felt dizzy from the intense pain. Yeah. Well, this is why people say no to doing it. Well, why some people just say no thanks.
1: Oh, here's some. Well, it's just some bruising here.
0: Well, what do you mean just? It's a terrifying experience. Well, it's order. not
1: bloody. So I can show it, and he's asking for ninety five hundred for the medical, for the medical bill.
0: He was refunded eighty six dollars <laughs> for his ticket. <laughs>
1: Why is that funny?
0: And three fifty for his. Oh, medical that's bill. not fair. That's what he got. You
1: gotta give him the full amount plus more.
0: You think that bungee jumping operation is gonna dump over ninety five hundred dollars? I don't think so, dude.
1: It's right. just a guy on the side of the road I just, with a bungee cord.
0: Are you signing up for the bungee? Is that I've never
1: thought about it at all. Bungee okay. jumping. Okay. But skydiving, though, I've thought about it. I don't know why.
0: But I'm just saying you're in Thailand.
1: Oh, yeah, no.
0: Okay. No, no. All right. I got it.
1: This was in the news today.
0: I saw this trending as well. This was right under Trump. Uh huh. Takashi Six Nine brutally attacked in Florida gym. Rushed to hospital. Yeah, he. I mean, he doesn't have. He has his fair share of enemies, right? Yes. And uh, it's always that's kind of been the thing because he's he's always calling people on. You're not going to do anything or come see me, come find me, whatever.
1: And and he also. I guess in the street world, he was considered a rat.
0: Yeah, right. Well, listen, I see some blood here, but ultimately, I don't think he looks... I mean, I don't know how hard... I don't know what's going on, but...
1: There was a video. I don't want to show it because it's actually quite brutal. Um, You see one man jumping Hmm. and kicking him while he's on the ground. And um, Takashi was trying to protect his face. Um, it's quite brutal. Video has
0: surfaced showing a portion of the attack. You can see one man continuously hits a catch while the rapper does his best to defend his face. He's like, probably dazed and KO'd, sort of. Uh Savagely beaten by a group of men inside a South Florida gym. With injuries so bad, the controversial rapper was rushed to hospital by an ambulance. His attorney says the rapper was inside the sauna Tuesday at an LA fitness when all of a sudden he was attacked by several guys without warning. Lazaro says 6 9 tried to fight off the combatants, but there were too many of them beating him to a pulp before fleeing. He did not have security with him at the time of the attack. Gym staff heard the commotion and immediately notified a manager. Police and EMS were then called to the scene and he was transported to hospital by
1: ambulance. So at the end of the video, um, he was able to walk up and just walk out of the change room. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't like unconscious or anything like that, but...
0: I mean, who knows what, like, what the motive is, what transpired prior, if this was targeted, if this was for some previous, mm-hmm. you're just not gonna know. Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: it's it's currently unclear if the gym attack had anything to do with Takashi's cooperation while well, they're talking about the with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if those type guys work that way. I think they might just shoot you like mm-hmm. this. I don't know. It I'm not even just, gonna. I'm not even gonna try to speculate. I don't know. Yeah. But it's rough. Yeah. Uh, not, pretty rough. Not not good. Here we have uh, some drone footage mm. from Comedy Mothership, which is Joe Rogan's recent project. Yeah, he tweeted this
1: out. Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. So you see really cool footage of a drone going. Into the Mothership comedy show.
0: Yeah, this is like when they do those NFL things. They go right into the uh-huh, locker room. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is sick. You go with the phew, fly through. I don't know if
1: there's audio,
0: but... I was at home in my apartment, and I was doing this silly dance. That's Bill Burr. In the kitchen. Talking. talking. Oh, I had okay. a bit. Yeah, Fat maybe. man, little boy. <laughs> you pick which side you go to. Is this for upstairs or downstairs? Hecklers will be alienated. Or that's just the name of the two different rooms. Is there two rooms there or one? There might be two rooms. I think it is two rooms. It's quite big. Yeah, I think it is two rooms. For everyone who wanted to see the club, here you go. But more importantly to the aspiring comics looking to take their first steps towards their dreams, our first open mic is tonight. And we'll have one every Sunday and Monday until the wheels come off. Come sign up. If you're not in Austin, sign up at one near you. At one what does he mean by that? Is there more than one comedy mothership? It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll AC/DC. And the drone shot is by Sky Candy Studios. This was shared by Rogan on Instagram, by the looks of it.
2: Mm.
0: Oh yeah, this there's the main there's room. the main room. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's, that's very cool. That's that's much bigger. I like those booths at the back. That's uh-huh. that's where you're gonna find me. Well, I need. Yeah. A, I like a booth, dude. Cool. Not the front here? No, I don't need <laughs> I don't need to be I don't need to be rated. Right, right there. Those close booths right there. Yeah, that's gotcha. where I would go. Gotcha. Absolutely. Hey, congrats on the launch, Joe. That's sick. These, this place looks awesome. If I'm in Austin, I'm going for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well uh, this, we Oh. Yeah, this you is this is such a weird one. I don't know how this happened. But yeah, the the title.
0: What? Wheel of Fortune host, Pat Sajak, tackles contestant in bizarre moment that has fans puzzled. Wheel of Fortune host slams a player who's a professional wrestler. So this was like a a
1: gimmick for the show? I don't know what it was. But this, um, this person, apparently he played like the perfect game. Okay. And um, Pat wanted to congratulate him, but in order to congratulate him, he does this weird thing where he puts the contestant into a headlock.
0: Because the guy said he's a wrestler. During During Tuesday's episode, a game show player named Fred revealed he's a man of many talents, including being a drama teacher, bar trivia host, and professional wrestler. Although he admitted he gets paid very little, Fred said he wrestles for the fun. Okay, so he's kind of saying, uh, "All right, uh-huh. let's watch it. Can we watch it?" Um, I'll just get to that. Uh, get to that point. Seventy-five thousand dollar win. Kind of pumped. Kind of pumped about someone. it. Gets the hug going. Oh. Oh. He almost falls oh, too. Wow, yeah. He almost falls. It looked impromptu. I don't think the the contestant fully expected it. Uh-huh. I think the contestant was caught by surprise a little bit and it wasn't really
1: choreographed. It was just so random. He just comes up and then starts razzling. Yeah, this I don't guy. think the guy was ready. And the guy plays it off like, you know, he's getting beat. Yeah. Like in a fun way. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> Except his arm's hurting a little bit because it's really yanked. It's cranked a little too far. (laughs) You went a little... uh, Yeah, it's actually being cranked pretty good. And then he tries to pull it back and then obviously that creates the stumble. uh And the other guy watching is kind of like, this is funny.
2: Is it funny?
0: Uh He's kind of like, how funny is it? It's just
1: very puzzling.
0: Yeah, because at first, Fred resists the pull. He doesn't play along like, oh, you got me. He kind of... Look at that. Pushes go. against it. Yeah. You're you're right. You're right. And Sajak his, made snarky comments after Fred's win, calling him a brute. And holding his, his the chin. face. The, yeah, the hand it, on the face. The hand on the face is yeah. what gets you going, isn't it, Will?
1: It's just so violating.
0: Yeah. A guy's just got his hand all over your face. Yeah. Full grasp. Okay.
1: Over I, the I, beard. I hear and you. Everything.
0: You know what? I hear you, Will. Yeah, you do. I do. Okay. In this case, I hear you. Now, he was trying to do something funny. Probably. He was trying to do something funny, and I think it was just the execution of it was a little bit off. It's a bit much. eh? Yeah, it was a little bit off. But it's hard to convey now that I think about it. He approaches thinking, oh, I'm going to play up this wrestling aspect. But then he gets there and he's like, well, what's a move that's going to show on TV? Mm-hmm. Properly, that that's what I'm doing, and I'm not just like hugging him weirdly. Mm. So he goes for like the face twist hold and the arm pull. Uh huh. But meanwhile, it turns out that's a more sophisticated thing, and a person kind of needs to know that's what you're doing. Uh huh. To react appropriately. A
1: weird. It's very dramatic.
0: Weird exchange going on there.
1: Yeah. Well, I want an update. I want to know.
0: We want to know from Fred if he's recovered from this
1: attack. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> All right, last one.
0: Researchers 3D printed a cheesecake. Whoa. Why does it got to be researchers? It makes it so unappetizing. I know, yeah. Like, I don't want to eat your research. Call them chefs. All right. I, yeah, yeah. 3D. Yeah. 3D printing chefs. Uh-huh. Uh, researchers have been pushing the limits of 3D printing for decades using the manufacturing technique to churn out consumer goods such as furniture, shoes, human organs, and even a rocket. But can the industrial technology be applied to make a fully baked dessert that can be fabricated in your home kitchen? Engineers at Columbia University set out to do just that. A team whipped up a seven-ingredient vegan cheesecake that was assembled and cooked entirely by a 3D printing machine and, in a new innovation, laser technology. Hmm. I, uh, if it tastes, okay, it looks ugly.
1: It looks ugly, but if it <laughs>
2: right, tastes good.
1: Off. Oh, I'm going to hear you. Okay. Okay. I'll so with 3D printing um, and it's only seven ingredients, what they're wanting to do with this is like actually specifically put ingredients into different places within the cheesecake
2: I see, okay. So if
1: you can imagine, like, a cheesecake could have, like, a blueberry side or, like, a strawberry side or an apple side.
0: It's like when you order a pizza, but you get half of it with certain toppings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of cool. I guess it's kind of cool, but, I mean, what—this is a lot of energy to do a thing that's really not that hard to do. Uh I guess I— Make a cheesecake? I don't know. Some people would say it's I guess. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. This is a hard thing to nail, and if somebody could, as a proof of concept, who knows where you could apply it. What stands out about Columbia's engineering research is that it uses lasers to cook the food, so it's cooking it as it's printing. That is Uh, pretty cool. uh You print and cook in the same setup. Mm -hmm. So you just click a a futuristic food. I don't know. I guess. I guess we all got to get used to it. It's going to 3D print your meal. Cook it at the same time. You gotta fill it with ingredients.
1: Yeah, that's um, an issue. It has like a they they're working on the center, mm. which is kind of funky.
0: Peanut butter filling uh-huh. and a graham cracker paste as part of the three D printing
1: process. Huh. All
2: right, hey man,
1: listen, I don't know. This is the three uh, seven ingredients here. <laughs> Would you try?
0: I, yeah, I mean, it's not yes. it's it's not like like lab grown food or something. It's just layered in there slightly differently. Yeah, using a process that we associate with three D printing machines. But like, what is three D printing when you really think about it? It's just it's essentially layers. Mm-hmm. It's it's building something one layer at a time, and then the only thing that changes here is the substance you're using to build it. And in this case, it happens to be ed- edible. And in other cases, it happens to yeah. not.
1: <laughs> And what I imagine it would be is kind of mushy, right? Mm. It would have, like, the same texture. It's just funny
0: how tr- traditionally, like, we have this traditional idea of a chef and uh. an oven, and that's very appetizing. And then a lab and a researcher.
1: Scientists.
0: And then it's, we're like, and they, outfits are not all that different. Yeah. But somehow, we're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Seems less enticing, but uh-huh. in the future, it's, that's the way it goes, Will. Mm-hmm. It's all generative images and 3D-printed food-like substances cooked by lasers while you're inside of your meta headset making $190,000 a year to do nothing. Mm-hmm that's how it goes perfect thank you very much to everybody who joined here today appreciate all your chats super chats support in any way you that you choose to support including being at these live broadcasts by hitting the notification button and participating and of course watching it after the fact the show that is this show or listening on your travels in the car on the audio version and then last but not least, watching the clips, clicking on clips, even if it's uh, about a $2 bill and you're like, I, I don't even care about a $2 bill, but then you click on it because you're like, I want to see what 65-year-old people are watching because I don't want to have a blind spot. You know, I want to be able to interface and interact with the wide breadth of people that are out there in the universe in 2023. Yeah. That's it for today. We'll catch you on the next episode, which just happens to be tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Later.